Word here back on behind the gloves with another news update keeping you guys up to date with all things combat now some news from the super flyweight slash bantamweight division and it's regarding former wbc flyweight world champion charlie edwards he has now jumped ship and joined queensby promotion uh and he will be fighting on the frank warren live on bt sport he's, he's joined his brother sonny edwards who is already under that banner uh so hopefully we'll be seeing them both on on a, on, a, on the same show it'd be pretty interesting uh but yeah interesting times obviously there was some speculation about what was going to happen whether he was going to continue working with eddie Hearn um or whatnot um there was obviously his fight uh, his next fight, should I say, would have been in April on the MTK show, uh, but that obviously got delayed uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and yeah, he was sort of in this in this situation where fans, his fans, didn't know what was really going on, uh, where he was moving to next, when he was fighting next. Um, obviously, he was trying to bounce back from that def- uh, well overturned defeat to uh, uh, Ray Martinez, which is actually declared a uh, no contest bout where he actually ended up keeping his title and then vacating it um so yes it was it's been an interesting roller coaster for charlie in recent times but now he's signed with frank warren uh will be fighting live on bt sport and it's going to be interesting to see which division he picks will he pick the super flyweight division or will he move up two divisions to bantamweight we'll have to see i think he's going to take time with that see which weight he feels comfortable at and which weight he thinks he will be most successful at uh so interesting times we'll see what happens what do you guys think of the move let us know in the comment section below and stay up to with all our content. Hey Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye Fi fans. Off-topic thoughts on Dominic Cummings. Oh, look. I haven't got a clue. Do I believe Dominic Cummings? Not really. I mean, I think some of it sounds about fair enough. The one about the older 30-minute drive because I just had to check my eyes. Mm, Not sure about that one. Wouldn't you just drive 30 minutes to London and if it weren't going well, just turn around instead? Just an idea. But... One thing I do think is, I posted yesterday, like the harassment from the media. Can you imagine being him at home now with his missus and his kid, where you've got 40 or 50 journalists come out. The moment you step outside, they jump all over you. There's one bloke like hanging off his car. Now I've seen on Sky News, media up at his mum and dad's farm in Durham, banging on their door to talk to him. I mean, fucking hell. And we got more to worry about. And people will say, oh, yes, but he broke the rules. Yeah, I agree. If he broke the rules, fucking get rid of him. Get rid of him. He should go. But don't camp outside his house. And then, you know, you get situations like, you know, rest her soul, Caroline Fleck, right? Where she was hounded and hounded by the media. She committed suicide. Oh, be kind. Be kind. Come on, guys. You know, it's all about being kind. Fuck being kind. You've got the biggest hypocrites going. Because all those people out there, all of their papers, all of those individuals will be saying, you know, and I said, say if this guy took his own life, you woke up the next day. Oh, it's just about being kind, we've got to stop this. You never learn, do you? Leave the fucking geezer alone. 
If he's fucked up, get rid of him, bin him off. But don't just, I mean, we've got more to worry about. We've got people dying, we've got the economy's completely fucked, we've got people's mental health's in bits, we've got crime, you've got knife property, everything. Fuck some geezer who went to drop his kid off as his mum. Yes, I understand that he's got to set an example, not one rule for him, one rule for another. And if he broke the rule, bin him off, get rid of him. But there comes a time where it's like, guys, just let's just crack on now and try and resurrect our country, save people's lives, save people's health, not sit on a geezer's doorstep, breaking more social distancing rules than he ever did. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, listen, I'm getting so many Francis and Garnu, Dillian White. Charlie, how you doing, mate? Yeah, doing really well. Buzzing to announce uh, new news. Signing with Frank Warren. New start, new goals, new weight. And it's the next chapter. And I'm um, really looking forward to pushing on now with my career. Yeah, nice one, mate. Well, first of all, congratulations. Um, uh, how did all this come about then? Um, it come about with um, me being a free agent. Um, I decided to step away from Eddie. I could have had another a fight on the on the contract but it overran a certain time and I thought I could have this fight or I could just step back be a free agent and kind of know my own worth sort of thing so um I spoke to my management team MTK Global my advisor and he advised me look go a free agent be patient um once everyone knows you're a free agent people are going to be in contact and um that's what we did I sat back I, I waited I was going to fight on the MTK show which because of all this lockdown and that, it didn't happen. Um, and like, it gave us time. And everyone started kind of contacting Daniel and my advisor, um, who, who advised MTK and advised me to, um, to sign with Warren. It was the best career opportunity, the best career path. Um, and he paid me a, a great bit of money. So um, it's a, it was a no-brainer. <laughs> um, and obviously, uh, did Sonny have any say in that? Obviously, he can tell you what it's like working for Frank, can't he? Um, yeah, well, me and Sonny were obviously very close. I've been around at, um, a lot of the Frank Warren shows over the years with Sonny, so I've kind of like got to know everyone working behind the scene. And we've always had a running joke, like they always used to say to me, when you're coming over and joining us, and I was <laughs> like, show me the money. <laughs> like having a laugh. And um, yeah, I've seen... Seriously, I've seen what uh, Frank Warren has um, done with my brother. He brought him through the ranks um, and he's a superstar on BT Sport now. He's really come into his um, element. And um, especially now that Frank's teamed up with BT Sport, it's a massive platform to be on. Um, my brother's gone from level to levels and they've really treated him well and looked after him. And um, I see on first-hand experience um, like how much 
Frank does appreciate his uh, fighters. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the last 10 months for you personally, it's been, been quite eventful. I mean, first of all, that was that, that bizarre defence of your world title, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which obviously went your, went your way in the end. It was a blessing that it got called a no contest because I um, retained my title, not the way I wanted to retain my title, but it is what it is on paper. I'm still the undefeated flyweight WBC champion of the world. And I've moved up and I've carried my ranking from the WBC into the super flyweight. So I'm ranked number two now in the world, super flyweight. So I'm in a great position. Um, and that's all the thing in the past now, you know, it, I killed myself to make my weight. It really did fry me. And um, theoretically, my health was on the line in that ring. And coming away from that and then having them deciding to vacate, getting seek, uh, seek professional advice, um, got all science tests done. And it wasn't healthy what I was doing. And more importantly, your health's wealth, right? So I, uh, I decided to move up. It was a bit of pill to swallow because as a fighter, no one wants to do that. And I'm sure me and him will meet one day again and um, I can put that one to bed when I'm at a weight that's um, my strongest weight. Um, but moving forward, that's all behind me and I'm really looking forward to the fresh new start. No, absolutely, Matt. I mean, you said about the weight. What's, I know any fighter, you know, any weight, apart from every weight, has to go through the mill to a certain extent. But what were you doing that was above and beyond what is considered normal? Um, so, I don't like to say it because it's not, and the board wouldn't really really like like what I'm saying but I dropped um 4.5 kilograms of fluid the night before the weigh-in so I dropped two and a half the night before and in the morning before the weigh-in I had to take off an extra two and this is this was me um under three percent body fat I must have had an hour sleep the night before the weigh-in so I was really cooked and um my body was on fighting survival kind of mode so I seen how dark it was and to be fair, I was laying there with negative thoughts running through my head and that isn't me. Like I was laying there thinking, I can't fight. I'm not going to be able to fight. And then I'm thinking, I don't want to end up like my mum. And it was scary, real scary. And I can hold my hand up and say that then thoughts were going through my head. So it was a no brainer to leave all that kind of behind, you know. And what happened to me in that ring may be a blessing because had that had gone 10 rounds, 12 rounds fight, I could have been in a bad place and took years and years off my career. God, that's awful. I mean, like you said, you just said it there, right? Health is wealth. Um, so, okay, on to the positive. Moving up Superfly, you automatically number two, WBC rankings. So, what's the, I mean, obviously, you haven't been in the ring since August. So, I guess you'll be looking to get in as soon as you can. Yeah, that's it. I'm really looking forward to getting back. To be fair, for me, I'm one of them fighters who live and breathe the sport. I'm in the gym all the time training. So um, I have been ticking over. I've been learning. I've been letting my body take a rest out of this extreme weight making. And I've allowed my, um, allowed to reset and let my, my muscles relax, let my mind relax instead of um, being camp to camp to camp. So I'm in a very good position now where I'm ready to go. I was probably overtrained, fatigued, tired. My body was stressed. My mind was going, making this major, major lightweight. So I've had that time to like let my body recover from these extreme sport that we're in. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going straight away. I'm fit. I'm ready to go. As soon as soon as that phone rings and um, we get an opponent, I'm good to go. I've been running. I've been training. I've got a little gym at home. 
punch bag. I've been doing weights and that at home. So I'm actually in a very good position that I'll only need like six weeks, five, five six weeks to be able to go. Yeah, and, and do you think, I mean, obviously, yeah, are you bothered who you fight to start with? I know it's a silly question, but obviously there's the, the, the ring rust element and, and all that. And, and yeah. the second question is, would you be happy initially fighting behind closed doors? Because that looks like the way it's going at the moment. Um. Yeah, well, I, I spoke, we spoke, me and Frank spoke the other day, um, we were talking about this. Um, behind closed doors, I'm all good to go. For me, I like the element of that it's never been done before, so it's history. So why not be in this history bracket where we can put in good performance behind closed doors? There's going to be so many viewers on, uh, online, on the TV, that are going to be tuning in because they've missed their boxing fix. So this is a real, a real kind of like... Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a bit of a surprise for a lot of fighters because a lot of fighters will think, oh, I don't want to do it because I can't get up for it without a crowd behind me and things like that. But I, I see it as a positive and I see it as these kind of fighters who are fighting on these cards are going to make a massive name and a massive statement. And you put in good performances, you're going to become a household name quicker than you would normally. And um, for me... Like I spoke to Frank, I'm super flyweight, world ranked, but um, I fancy fighting a bit at bantamweight. Any world level fights, I'm going to fight down at super flyweight, obviously, because I'm ranked and um, I see myself as more of a super flyweight, world level competitor. But with this that's going on, there's not a lot of flights coming in. We can't get all these foreign opponents in. So it makes sense if I fight at bantamweight, there's a lot more British fighters out there that will probably potentially fight me at Bantamweight. So it's an interesting time and I'm looking forward to being able to, coming from world level to British level, is going to be um, where I can showcase my skills massively. And um, I think it will be a great time for me. Yeah, nice one. No, that's a really positive way of looking at it, mate. Um, yeah, so lockdown, you just sort of touched on it then. I'd say because you sort of flip between Sheffield and Croydon, is it? Um, or, or sorry? Um, no, my 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 mum um, and sister live down in Croydon, so I'm back and forth normally to see them. But when I, I've actually not not so long ago bought a house in Sheffield, so I'm settling it settled up here now. So I'm living up here permanently. And my mum and my sister, before all this was coming down, they were coming to move up. So after this, they'll be moving up, and this will be our home base. My gym's here. My trainer Grant Smith. My team's up here. So um, yeah, I've I've just stayed stayed up here and um, just kind of got on with it like it's 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 not the ideal situation luckily we've got technology and i can facetime her most days and speak to her and catch up yeah because I, I know you're very 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 close to your mum and i see lovely picture there behind you how, how is she doing at the moment yeah. is, she, is she okay um yeah to be to be fair she's good she's good um she's smiling like Obviously, she's in a vulnerable group, so she's got to be careful, and my sister's got to be extra careful with her. But, um, yeah, she's nice. Um, she's smiling. And when we check in with her, that's all she needs, you know. She's a bit of kind of simulation. She's never going to be 100% again, but um, she's, as long as she's smiling, as long as she's happy, that's all we can really ask for. That's, that's great to hear, mate. And what about Sunny? Have you, have you said, I mean, obviously, with the lockdown, have you, but I know your last time I spoke to you, again, you're two very close. Um, I think me and Sunny are very chalk and cheese. I feel like with, with this kind of, with, with this kind of situation, me, 
for my own mental health and for my own feel good factor, I'm on it, on it, on it. Where Sonny's took a bit of a, a, a kind of a lax approach, probably just he's thought like, I'll just chill out a little bit because when it gets going again, I want to hit it hard. So um, we haven't really been doing the challenges online and stuff like that with him, but I have been doing it with other people. And um, we've like, when the lockdown rules kind of like loosened a little bit, he come on his bike over, like rid over to my house. And then we kind of like, I ran and he rid the bike. So we've, we've linked up here and there, like with the two meter distancing, of course. Um, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy time because we're so used to being in the gym day in, day out, seeing each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and just for your, for your own point, before we go on, on this bit of the interview, um, it's, it's very difficult, I know, at the moment, this, you know, the whole thing that's going on. But ideally, in, within the next six, nine months, where would you see yourself? Um, it, like you said, it is a hard one because we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Um, six to nine months, I would, I'd like to be um, in a position in all all kind of governing bodies be up there in the in the top 10 top 15 so i'm ready for a title shot at any kind of weight so maneuver myself in new positions get higher rankings and then after that um push forward another world title well well, well good luck and congratulations again uh, on joining thank you team. and i'll be it'd be great to actually see you in the flesh sometime soon <laughs> yeah right. hopefully anyway <laughs> nice one mate This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Association for MTK Global. I was joined by Charlie Edwards, I think, a week or two uh, ago. Uh, but some, some news today. You signed with Frank Warren. Just give me your reaction and explain why you signed with Frank, Charlie. Yeah, um, signed with Frank Warren. A new chapter, new start. And um, time to become a two-way world champion. Um, I've signed with Frank because the career path that was offered to me and the um, financial aspect was very high and it um, outbidded a lot of other people. Um, my management team, MDK, is um, dealing with everything. And they, um, my advisor talked to me about this and he advised that this was the best move to go. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the fresh start, the new start, new faces, uh, new TV platform. Um, it's brought me a, a second love and a second life to boxing. So um, everything's new again. And yeah, new weight. I'm looking forward to going and doing the doing the business and going out there and getting another world title. Of course, you mentioned that your advisor uh, spoke to you about this. So I'm guessing Sonny as yeah. well had a little bit of input. He's been with Frank and Beatty for a long time now. I'm sure you would have had conversations before signing with Frank with uh, with your brother Sonny about this as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, me and Frank's had a back and forth for a long time when I go to Sonny's shows, and they always say. Oh, when are you going to come with us? When are you going to sign with us? And I always just, just wind him up and go, show me the money. And then <laughs> we'll see. And then um, a long time, I was in contract at them times. And then um, towards the end of my matchroom contract, I had one fight left with them. Um, it fell to December, which on contractual terms allowed me to step out of my contract. I was offered another fight, but um, we chose not to take it. And we chose to go a free agent. And then we, um, we waited, all this kind of started, and they got a few offers, and Frank gave us the best deal 
the best career move and it's a real buzz. Frank's really buzzing to be working with me. We've had a few chats already and um, we seem to get on really well and future is definitely looking bright. As a conversation so far with Frank, I know it's only been a short time, but has it been yeah. make me a two-weight world champion? Well, the conversation was we had just we, we had the interview the other day and he put it out. And I was talking two-weight world champion. And Frank comes out, well, the ideal is to get him become a two-weight world champion. And I think he can become a three-weight world champion. It's about keep, keep moving and keep progressing the career. And that's totally what, what I like to hear. I like to hear the confidence he had in me and wanting to make things happen. So, um, yeah, that's, that's always been the goal, to become a multi-weight world champion. Are the offer um, that you spoke about from Frank and BT, was there anything else um, that pulled you towards Frank? Um, I like the way he dealt with my brother. Like I've seen it firsthand with how he progressed Sonny and how he is with Sonny and how much he values Sonny as a fighter and how much BT Sport did as well. So um, it was a no-brainer for me. And me and my brother, I've always dreamt about fighting on the same cards. Uh, we've only done it once in our career as amateurs. So um, it, as a professional ranks, it'd be good to fight um, me and my brother on the card. And look, we're both near world titles again. So it would be great to both of us fight for world titles on the same card. Imagine if both of us winning them on the same card. It would be history for British brothers, for sure. Definitely, I agree with that. Uh, you did put out a quote, I'll read it here. I was with Eddie for six years. I needed to freshen things up. Frank really looks after his fighters. I felt I was taken for granted, and I'm looking forward to getting started with Frank. So I just touch upon the bit where you said you was taken for granted. I'm guessing referring to, obviously... When, that, that when, I, said, when I said taken for granted on that um, interview... What I meant was by that was I was a 21-year-old young prospect coming from the GB squad. I signed with Eddie straight away, um, and I was with him for six years. So for me, I felt like I was looked at in the same way as when I come to him. Although I could, my career progressed, I got world title fights, I won a world title and that, it was still like my career was very like stop-starty sort of thing you know I went two years with um after the Casemiro fight of not having a very active career only here and there when when I was filling a card so for me it was like um I just felt like I was still valued as that same little boy that come through if that makes sense I know last time I asked you for a few names have you and yeah. Frank discussed names um Frank's asked me what I want to do do I want to fight behind closed doors the answer is yes, I do. Um, also, he um, asked me the same question, any names. And I'm at that stage now where for me to be running around calling out another British fighter right now who hasn't gone on to world levels and done stuff like that, I would be looked at like an idiot. So for me, I just simply said to Frank, um, everyone's going to know who to call. They're going to know to call Frank, uh, my um, promoter. Uh, MTK Global, my manager, and let's do it. And here, I'm, I'm here for anyone and everyone. Super flyweight, bantamweight, let's get it on. It's hard time. It's going to be hard to get fights, but hey ho, I'm open to offers and um, I'm ready to get in there. I'm looking forward to the new venture, the new weight. Like I was um, at Super Flyweight before I moved down to Flyweight again. I knocked Andy Nelson out in three. My power is so much better up at Super Flyweight. 
and bantamweight, I'll be even stronger. So it's going to be a very exciting times. Of course, the, the likes of Calify and Estrada are with Matrimonity. And do they, are them fights dead now, Charlie? Or do they can still happen? You're well, right. I don't think they're ever dead. I'm ranked number two in the WBC. So potentially get into a mandatory position and it goes to purse bids and things like that. Um, Calify, I would not know if it's dead. I weren't preparing to wait around for him. I think I've, I think I've said enough times now how much I wanted that fight. And he messed me around time and time again. He keeps dismissing it. Listen, I've got my own home. I've got a family to, to provide for. I've got a missus, you know. So it's like I need to look at the security that a contract's going to bring me that is, um, one, financially great. The career path is great. And um, someone who really wants to value me. So um, Cal Yafai, I weren't prepared to wait on him any longer. Also, I know Eddie don't really deal with fight contracts a lot of the time especially now after he's come off a, a loss so he knows where I am if he needs me I'm open to fight all right well listen Charlie look forward to your new chapter um with Frank Warren and BT Sport is there anything you'd like to add before we go mate I'd just like to say a massive thank you and for everyone who's continued to support me um yes yeah, a massive thank you to my sponsors for staying on board at this hard time and for all the people who are sad enough to listen to this video all the way to the end, scroll down and write in the comment box section below a load of hate. Thank you as well, because you're still speaking my name. And all I would have to worry about is if my name become unrelevant. So thank you. Thanks so much. All right, Charlie Edwards, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Hopefully see you around uh, in July when uh, Frank's shows are being proposed for. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon, all right? Thank you. Lovely. Nice one. Thank you for having me, Mark. No worries, Charlie. God bless. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Via Skype, again, I'm joined by WBC, former WBC champion, not WBC champion now, um, Oliver McCall. It's been a, a couple of weeks since we caught up. I obviously spoke to Shannon Briggs uh, recently, which I know you saw. Um, what did you think of what you had to say about you, Oliver? Well, I, I, I was kind of amazed for him to say what he said, you know, that uh, he wanted to fight me first and you know, uh, that he'll put a whooping on me. So that kind of really took me in the wrong way. But uh, he's a cool dude, but, you know, I'm ready to put it on him, man. He's somehow he could whoop me, and he'll put them hands on me, and whoever loses should retire. I'm ready to do it. Let's get it on. Of course, last time we spoke, you suggested that Super 6, Super 8, if you like, uh, with the likes of yourself, Shannon Briggs, Mike Tyson, David Hay, uh, Lennox Lewis, the Klitschko's. Um, and I mentioned those names to Shannon Briggs. Um, but you're right. He said that he was ready to put it on you first. He wanted you first. And he'd take you out in the first round, if you thought. <laughs> Thoughts on that, Oliver? Well, well, I tell you what. Instead of we had the Super 6, then we went to the Super 8. Well, right now, we need the Super 2. The Super 2 right now. So that will be the, the forecast for the Super 8 with the eight uh, former champions. And I'm pretty sure the other former champions, if
if there any one of the 26 that was down there in Florida that heard the conversation that I talked about, Shannon Briggs, will know and I want all of them to come and see this fight. And they would love to see me and Shannon Briggs fight uh, for that fight. So that's number one. And that's to all the heavyweights that basically that's going to be in the tournament. And they know what I'm talking about. Shannon Briggs, this will be a super two between me and you. The one who loses won't be in the Super 8. Let's go there. Let's do that. So that'll stop all the talk. So you can stop going to the past, present, and future champions, disrespecting them everywhere you go, and they fan base and all this. Let's put a stop to that. A Super 2 between me and you, champ. Let's go, champion. Oliver, a lot of boxing fans who watch this video and have been watching the other videos we've been doing with past heavyweights such as yourself will criticize the fact that why do you guys need to get back in the ring and then the same goes for mike tyson you know a complete legend of the sport how do you defend that in your position oliver well what makes me want to get back into the sport now and stay in the sport now is um really tyson fury now you know i want i wanted uh wilder to beat fury personally i wanted wilder to beat fury i was i was rooting for wilder and Fury called out my son about, what, nine, ten years ago and wanted to fight my son. And this is back when I was fighting and everything in Florida. And uh, when that didn't go through, uh, I said, well, fight me. I said, fight me. No, we don't want to fight you. And, and, and that kind of really disrupted me. And ever since then, I've been wanting to fight Tyson Fury or see him get beat. And I definitely wanted Ty uh, uh, Wilder to whoop. Tyson Fury and keep that WBC title. That WBC title means very much to me because I was WBC champion. I'm ready to, to become WBC champion again at Tyson Fury. If I got to go through Shannon Briggs first, I will crash you, dude. And, I, and, and much respect to both champions. Uh, of course, Tyson Fury being champion, he done his thing with, with Wilder. Wilder, God bless you, the, the, the champion. But this Shannon Briggs went too far. And all the other former champions that heard the conversation in Florida when we was all together in the ring know what I'm talking about. So let's do it, champ. Let's do it, champ. Let's go, champ. Super two between me and you. One of us retired. Let's do it, champ. To be fair, out of the, all the names, such as Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, uh, yourself, uh, Shannon Briggs, you have been the most active. I think what? 14 months ago, you fought. Is that right, Oliver? Yes, I did. 14 months ago, I fought in Mexico. I had a second-round knockout. And uh, looking forward to fighting again, possibly uh, June the 25th in, in uh, Houston, Texas. So that might be coming. Uh, also, uh, of course, I got Ron Guerrero. He's talking about fighting again. So I'm going to be fighting on that card very shortly. Let's say you and Shannon Briggs does materialize. What happens, Oliver? One of us retire, first of all. So that's number one. That's being realistic. If I lose, there ain't no more career. My career goes and takes a shift to train or managing fighters and that sort and dealing with some of the people that's dealing with me now within my camp, within my little structure here. That's what I will be doing. Have you spoken to Evander Holyfield recently? Uh, no, I haven't spoken to Evander Holyfield recently. Last time I talked to Evander Holyfield, he wasn't that much interested in coming back, but he was kind of considerate a bit. I was doing a little bit more with Riddick Bow and hanging out with him, trying to get him back in shape and uh, doing my thing there. Have you seen any of uh, other Shannon's posts? He keeps calling David Hayes' name. He's calling everyone's name. See, see, that's the situation. David Hayes ain't one of the 26 that was there in Florida that 
the, the, the go through and hear the things concerning Shannon Briggs as far as doing exhibitions or sparring, which I done a sparring session with Shannon Briggs twice, but we ain't going to talk about that. Anyway, we need to fight. Amano Amano, the loser retires. The winner goes into the Super 8. We're going to put that there. That's where Oliver McCall is right now. The way he even called me out, hey, it's, it's, it's seven other guys, I'm pretty sure. Uh, David Hay and Lennox Lewis, I want the Klitschko's or whatnot, and, uh, and, you know, in here too. So, but right now, I want Shannon Briggs. And that's the Super 8. Then, whichever one of me and Shannon Briggs win, go to the Super 8. Let's start there first, because this is real. And, and the disrespect that Shannon Briggs been doing to the past, present, and future champions, because it's future champions he's probably disrespecting because he thinks he's the best in the world of anything that existed. And he's wrong. Okay. Well, listen, Oliver McCall, um, I know you just wanted to get on today and, and respond to that video. If there's anything else you'd like to add before we go, please do so. God is good and stay on the right track. And, and hopefully God's will everybody get through this epidemic. Fantastic words. Oliver McCall, former WBC heavyweight champion of the ball. Thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. And I'm sure we're going to have another catch up soon, all right? Yes, sir. God bless you. And you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Seconds out, delighted to be joined by former WBC flyweight champion, Charlie Edwards. I called you the hottest free agent in boxing. Well, you're not that anymore, are you? Exactly, exactly. I'm not that anymore. Um, yeah, what can I say? We had a great offer, great career path um, from Frank Warren um, out of all the offers we did get. And um, my advisor, my management team, MTK Global, they put it towards me. And they advised that it was the best out there, the best opportunity, best financial pay-in. And um, yeah, so everything came into fruition. And it was an offer that I couldn't say no to. And um, something I was really looking forward to. Like I've seen Frank and how he's worked with my brother, Sonny, over the last few years. I've seen how much they value him as a fighter. And um, yeah, when I spoke to him, he seemed really enthusiastic, really buzzing to get me on board and uh, progress my career and become a two-weight world champion. Um, it's a, we're out where we've got a five-fight deal. So um, it's looking good. The next 18 months is going to be really busy. And um, yeah. You've previously been with Matchroom for six years. Um, yeah. And I believe from what I've read in the last kind of hour only, um, there was an option to have one further fight with them, yeah. regardless of whether you signed a new contract or not. What kind of tipped the balance in that you didn't want to go down that alley? Because you could have taken one more, then made up your mind yeah. full time. Yeah. I just, off the back of everything and off the back of the um, the Martinez fight about and not make, being able to make weight, vacating, move, like, moving up, I just felt like I didn't want it. I, feel like, I felt like I needed a fresh start. I felt like what I got offered I didn't want and I weren't in the right headspace for it. So um, I just thought, you know what, let's go free agent. I spoke to my management team. They advised me to just become a free agent. Take your time, no rush. 
let it go. And it was, it was a big step going into being a free agent because like, I got a lot of backlash and a lot of stick. People like chatting shit saying, oh, you've been dropped, you've been this. I mean, they don't know the ins and outs of boxing or don't even know a contract. You know what I mean? They don't get it. And um, so I got through that time. Then obviously all this COVID stuff and then the offers started all coming in. And um, we struck, we struck while the iron was hot and it was a great offer. Is it fair to say there were offers from both sides of the Atlantic before you made up your mind? And um, yeah, there was talks both sides of the Atlantic, yeah. But um, I just felt, you know what, Frank Warren's British and um, going over to America and that, it's, you're already wanting to be beat. Do you know what I mean? Frank's really going to look after me. BT Sport are really going to promote me and push me. Got a lot of support from British fans over here. So um, I like fighting in front of the British public. Um, and also, if I'm going to go to America and fight, look at look at Fury. Frank Warren promotes him, so on them undercards I can be on, and and other undercards like that. So, yeah, like the future's bright. It was a no-brainer for me. Being British, I think if you go to the American fights, you can get lost. You know, so. And having shared that long relationship with Eddie Hearn matchroom previously. Yeah. Did you kind of break the news to him personally that you decided to go another way or did your management team deal with that? Um, my management team has dealt with it all. Um, I don't know if you see, I just put a message out thanking him, Not thanking so Barry. A message out with some of the behind the scenes staff. Like, there's no hard feelings. It's business at the end of the day. And I've got to do what's right for me. And like, I can't thank them enough for everything I um, done with them. It was a great journey. The highs, the lows, the hardships, all all in them six years. And um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I think I, there was a comment put out that someone said that I said that I got taken for granted. And I just want to elaborate on that. Um, I just felt not like I was taken for granted. I want to um, say when I when I come off GB squad and I went into matching office, I was a 21-year-old young no amateur boxer and I walked in they signed me um I become become a professional and I felt like throughout my career I was still looked at like that young boy who walked through the door and that's what I meant by that so I just wanted to put that out there yeah I saw that in the statement I think it's probably the yeah. thing in the statement that would raise the most eyebrows so I was gonna yeah. ask you about it when you say you were looked at still like that young boy maybe a little bit naive I suppose who, yeah who, who was it looking at you that way um, I'm not sure who it was. Like it was just like some of the fights that I had throughout my career. When I look look at like Sonny where he's at in his career, I see what he's getting paid, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I weren't getting paid that where I was at your stage your career. So that's where my kind of head went with it. Um, so yeah, that was where I was at with that. What about the kind of matchmaking side of it as well? Were you always kind of happy with that, or were there times where you felt it could have been either faster or slower pace depending on what stage of your career? Um, I think I'm happy with it really because I called for everything. I stated when I first turned pro that I didn't want to wait around just fighting journeyman. I called for the Casemiro fight when I got offered it. So I can't blame anyone for any of my career to date, you know, um, and that's, that's, that's all on that kind of note. 
What kind of stuff has Sonny been saying to you over the years about Frank Warren, how he's been treated by him and his experiences? Because that's obviously had an influence as well. Yeah. Well, well, I haven't, haven't, ha- he hasn't really said or spoke. All I know is me and my brother are that close. We discuss fight versus business because at the end of the day, we can bounce off each other in this game, you know? And um, when he, we've had sit down discussions on that, I've noticed what Sonny's been earning and stuff. And I know what I could have been earning. So um, it's one of them ones. Um, but I've seen a lot of it firsthand, how Sonny's been looked after. You know, he didn't don't need to say, well, this is what, this, this, that. I've been there. I've been at the shows since he's been pro, speaking amongst them, having a laugh with them. And they always was on me saying, when are you going to come sign for us? When are you going to come? And I just used to laugh. And when I was in contact, I used to go, show me the money. <laughs> and they, they certainly have. And looking at it like that, I mean, it was a long period where all the Smith brothers were promoted by Eddie Hearn and Liam Smith was in, uh, was with Frank Warren and eventually made the move yeah. over. How significant a factor was it that Sonny was with Frank Warren, doing well with Frank Warren? It means now there's the chance of you guys sharing bills, perhaps even topping yeah. bills together in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's always been a um, one, one thing on my bucket list. We've always wanted to fight in the pro ranks on the same cards. Who says we can't have like an Edwards card? Do you know what I mean? And like, who says we're both knocking on doors again for world titles? So who says we ain't going to get a world title shot on the same night and then go and win it? And then that's history in the making. So we've always had this kind of dream to bounce off each other. I believe both of us being with one promoter, it makes us even more of a selling point. More people will be interested. And um, it's, it's going to be um, a great, great journey. And then thoughts start to turn to the future as much as they can in the current environment, when do you, from the discussions you've had, when do you see yourself back? And and presumably it will be behind closed doors initially. Yeah, behind closed doors. I got Frank asked me if I wanted to, which I agreed I wanted to straight away. And um, he said, he turned around and said it mid-August, early September. So, yeah, not long, which is good. From kind of stuff that's been said to me, it's looking like the initial behind closed doors stuff for Frank Warren. The plan is to have it at BT Studios. Yeah. Have you been there previously? Have you had a look around? It, it looks like a pretty cool place to stage a boxing show. Yeah, it's great. As soon as I spoke to Sonny and he told me that, I was like, well, that's a great venue because it looks so professional. I've been there for Wayne's press conferences. It's a great, um, it will look unbelievable on TV. Mm. So it's, 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 they've got the ideal spot, really. And um, yeah, so to get behind closed doors for me, it's a great opportunity because more people are going to be tuning in to behind closed door stuff than people ever did before because people are sitting at home bored. So it gives us an opportunity to get our our brand and our name out there even more. And what about in terms of weight? Because you you've dabbled kind of and thought about it a lot since being weight drained <laughs> against Martinez, moving up from flyweight. You've got a world ranking at Superfly. But Bantam could be your natural home. Will you go in the next fight around Superfly to test it out? Um, well, that's a, in this time, I think it's going to be good because at world level, I'll fight at Superfly. Like, I believe I'm a world level Superfly fighter, but I'm not naive and I'm not deluded to say I'm a Bantam world, world level fighter because I ain't yet. So this time is a good time for me because if we have to fight British opponents, I can fight at Bantamweight. So I can fight at super flyweight, I can fight in between. So it becomes one of them factors of if any British fighter wants it, they know who to call now. So it's one of them. 
people out there are going to talk about this, not just in terms of your career, but in terms of a huge move between the UK's yeah. two biggest promoters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a major statement that someone's moved from Matchroom and Squire to Frank Warren and BT. Does that put extra pressure on your shoulders or do you kind of embrace it as, as you know, you're a big deal? It's a, it's a big move. Yeah, um, I think it, I embrace it. It's good. It's, um, it's new goals, new achievements to hit. I can show, I can prove myself to a lot new audience, people watching BT, and um, it's good. It's good. It, it brings a hype factor back. It brings a bit of pressure, but pressure is good. It helps you perform, and it's all fresh. Like people are wanting to, wanting to like look after me and wanting to like push me out there, make me feel loved, make me feel wanted. I think as any fighter knows when you go through the ups and downs a bit where you don't feel wanted and that it's the hardest bit to battle through and challenge you, challenges you. So this is like a relift to my career. It motivates me more than ever. I'm more hungry, more determined to get back out there and get back to a world title. And just in the current lockdown situation, obviously I'm guessing, are you in Sheffield at the moment or are you back um, where yeah. your family are? Yeah, I um, I live in Sheffield. I've got a house up yeah. here, so um, I'm, I'm living up here. And... Yeah, I'm just training in the garden as usual and going for runs out on the bike. However, I've seen something today in the newspapers that they're allowing elite fighters to to go back to their gyms. Yeah, there's something about sparring that um, close contact yeah. training is now allowed. I think it depends on the gym, doesn't it? Because if a gym's a public yeah. gym as well as a boxing gym, it's going to be hard yeah, to get some, out, yeah. I guess. But if it's a yeah. private gym, then you'll be okay, I guess. Exactly, exactly. But um, I got an email from the board um, and Robert Smith and he said no no sparring allowed, but at least we can go down the gym, hit a few different bags, be in a ring, moving about. So, yeah, it's good. More it positive. Must, it must be quite tough for you to not been able to see your wider family, especially your mum at this yeah. time. How yeah. much can you tell us about how she's getting on? And, and it must be tough for her as well, not being able to see people as normal. Yeah, it is. It is because especially my mum, she she's got a bit of brain damage and stuff like that. So for her to get her brain going, she, it's nice to her to interact with people all the time and to see us make her happy and feel good. So it's been tough. It's been challenging for her. But I ring her FaceTime. Some days she's upset. Some days she's smiling away. So she's a bit up and down. But sooner this lockdown gets out of the way, sooner we can go down and see her, the better it's going to be. I'm glad to hear that you're in good spirits. Obviously, like you said at the start, you're buzzing. I know it's been a bit up and down since Martinez, but now it's it's signed and sealed and you can look to the future. Exactly. Put the past behind us. It's the start of a new chapter, new beginnings, and it's time to make that journey to become a two-weight world champion. Brilliant. Well, yeah, we look forward to documenting that journey as it happens. Thank you. Take care, mate. And, nice one, Danny. and I look forward to Stop. seeing you on a BT show in the near future. <laughs>
How we doing? You know, I haven't done an Instagram Live for a few weeks. So I'm in the office. Zio, what's happening? Benji, Naeem. I just thought I'd come on and say hello. Omar, how are you? Um, so yeah, IFL, what's happening, what's happening? Selby! Abdul, hello from Saudi. Jack, how we doing? So, I'm just in the office really. Um, what do I think about Mike Tyson and Hollyfield? John Doc, what's happening? Love the tweet on the coming situation, mate. The Cullen, Kid Galahad. You know the, the coming situation. I mean, it's like you got all these people having a go at him. And listen, I think I watched the interview yesterday. Probably sound like a few porky pies in there. Maybe he should go. But my God, who? Ca- I mean, have you seen the press outside there today? They're all about a, a centimetre away from each other. News on the zone, see people spreading rumours. News on the zone coming soon. Don't believe everything you hear. Got meetings on Friday to sort the schedule. That clock is ticking until your cash cow loses his belts to Mr. Fury. Fabio, what's happening? Markowski, how are you? Do you know what I think I'll do? Yeah, the missus had a go at the barnet, by the way. A bit ropey, but... What I'll do is, let's go and have a look at Fight Camp. Let me tell you a little bit more about it. Hang on. Right, so... As you know, the proposal is we want to stage fights. Somewhere unique, somewhere that's going to give Ben Davidson. Yeah, we've got the same hairline, mate. I would have had a skinhead, but I can't do any crafty combing if I do that. So this is the Matchroom HQ here in Brentwood, right? And this is where we are going to be staging our fight camp. We're going to be having four shows here over four weeks. The ring is going to be right here. We're going to take that flagpole out. And we probably can't see on here, but basically you can see all of London down there. So we just got to decide whether the backdrop is going to be the office, which is all around here. And or the backdrop should be London. So as I said, walk out here. This is, well actually where this flagpole will be, will be the middle of the ring. When does fight camp start? We're looking at July, to be honest, I was looking at July 4th, but I think look, a couple of alpacas over there in the garden. Um, I think it will be more like middle of July, to be honest. So this is where, this will be the center of the ring. So what we're looking to do is, the fighters will come down the stairs. This will all be lit up, branded everywhere. Fireworks going off in that field to Sweet Caroline. Fireworks going off in that field to Sweet Caroline. 
London in the background. It's going to be fantastic because we're going to be able to broadcast it all week with build-up shows, with weigh-ins, with press conferences. And the thing is, I think when you're doing a show outdoors in a studio, sorry, not outdoors, but in a studio, how much of a buzz can you get coming out to fight? Whereas here, when the house is lit up, the offices are lit up, we've got the canopy up here just here, fireworks going off all around. Mate, this is gonna be, this is gonna be something different. The, the, someone said the lawn needs mowing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it does actually, yeah. So, this is going to be happening in July. I'm going to go back into the office now. Going to have any crowd at all? At the moment, no. Oh, listen. Aaron Riley, 521. Dillian White against Ngannou. Oh. Can I ask? I've got couple of thousand people watching this can we how excited would you be for white against Nganu? because i only really said this initially as a joke but everybody seems to be on it hold on one sec Right, now we can talk. Tyson VAJ, yep, yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the big plan. Julia, thank you. And Garnu against White. The only thing is, do we go in the cage or do we go in the ring? Boxing memes, what's happening? Yeah, Eddie Hall against this other geezer. Thor. Not sure about that one. Ngannou would, would do him in MMA. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be the favourite, wouldn't you? Apparently, Ngano wants it in the ring, though. I thought maybe me and Dana could put this night together where you've got a ring that also transforms into a cage between matchups. So you've got crossover fights, but you've got... MMA fight against a boxer in a ring. Then you've got a boxer fighting an MMA fight in a cage. KSI, Jake Paul, yes, yes. Uh, that picture behind me, famous one, Ali against Liston. It's got a little bit of funky stuff. Someone bought it for me for Christmas. I love it. So let me just shut this door and I want to talk to you about some fights that we've got there. Okay, so so let's go back to fight camp. For fight camp, we're talking about four weeks consecutively, starting in July. The final week is proposed Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin, and hopefully, yes, Connor, and hopefully um, Katie Taylor against Serrano as well. But in the early parts, we're going to be putting on five fights a night, solid fights. Like for the first couple of weeks, Obviously, we're building up to the bigger stuff, but we're going to be having fights like uh, Wardley against Valili, 
Fights like uh, Billum Smith against Dawley. Fights like Clay against Congo. World title fight like Terry Harper against Natasha Jonas. Connor Ben, who is also on here. Uh, we need to get Connor Ben against uh, Chris Jenkins for the British title. O'Hara Davis against Fowler. Eggington against Cheeseman. Will it have to be all British? Good question. And the answer is initially... Yes, but by the time we get to the latter part, we'll be pushing to make sure that we can get a Povetkin, etc. Dalton Smith, you're on the list as well. Dalton Smith against Farrell is a fight that's basically been made as well. Egging a lot of uh, Fowler against Fitz. I don't think you'll see that at the Garden. The MSG, Matrim Square Garden. Yeah, but Connor, you said you only want to fight if it's British and Commonwealth title. Don't be silly. You've got to fight anyway. But we have got to try and make Connor Ben against Chris Jenkins. Sam Beeman against Eddie Hearn. You don't want this work, Sam. Yes, the special one. All good, mate. So the, someone asking about Lewis Ritson as well. So we've got an announcement this week about the shows that were booked in for July, etc. I don't know what the general feeling is with you guys, but my feeling is I think there's a chance we could get um, crowds back in from as early as October, honestly. Um, so we'll be looking to put the Cardiff show and the Newcastle show about that kind of time. And again, if that's not possible, we have to do it behind closed doors. But I'm hopeful that uh, things are getting better. Eddie Hearn v Dillian White Bare Knuckle. Yeah, lovely. White Ruiz. I think if you said to me, like the heavyweight matchups, obviously AJ against Fury. But Dillian White against Andy Ruiz, I think he's such an unbelievable fight. Tommy Coyle, what's happening, mate? Eddie, when do you do your next cooking show? That was a one-off. I've seen documents that say Tyson Fury spike. Well, I've never seen heard so much bollocks in all my life. Water, gloves, ring walk outfit. Conor Ben v Josh Kelly. Obviously, Kelly's due to fight Avanesian. But I think Josh Kelly against Conor Ben has to happen in 2021. Eddie, what's going on with the hairline? Not a lot, mate. It's just a bit of crafty combing there. Basically, the hair transplant will be dropping later in the year. We need to bring this down to there, like that. And obviously at the back's not great either. Devin Haney against Garcia, yes please. To be honest, I would like to make Devin Haney against Luke Campbell. A lot of stuff, Ammo against Fowler. You know, Ammo, I think Ammo Williams, he's a kid, right? So he put a video up of him uh, yes, Connor. The beard transplant. Your beard transplant's on another level, mate. 
Um, I think that, I forgot what we were talking about now, the bid, the hair transplant's thrown me. Uh, Campbell against Haney. Oh, that's it, Ammo Williams, right? So Ammo Williams, Muppet, he shouldn't have done it. He put a video out of him bashing someone up in sparring. We know it always happens. You shouldn't really post videos of sparring full stop, in my opinion, but listen, he's learning. But now, Billy Joe's had a go at him, Fowler's had a go at him, and he's texted me last night, Ammo, saying that he wants to fight Fowler. I don't think that's right yet, but Fowler against Ammo is a cracking little fight for 2021. Will Dillian fight in Garnu? Of course. One million percent. One million percent. Oh, Bellotti against Gill. So, like, let me give you an example, right? So, Jordan, we've, we've, we're allowed to do five fights a card on at fight camp, right? From the British Boxing Board of Control. So, for example, Jordan Gill's got to come back. So, he was supposed to come back in a six or eight rounder. Who wants to see that? So we just said, why don't you fight Reese Bellotti? Reese Bellotti's up for it. Um, Jordan's up for it. It's a great little eight, 10 round fight. Rather than giving you fights, that every time they happen, you just start tweeting me and messaging me on Instagram saying how shit it was. I mean, what about Fowler's last opponent? The geezer who, who came in the ring with his ice skates on. Don't want any of them, do we? You really think Campbell has a chance against Haney? Yeah, listen, Devin Haney's a phenomenal talent, but when you look at, yeah, I have Coog, but Mrs. had a go. It's a bit, you won't want to see the back, but um, when you look at Campbell's resume, to be fair to him, he's boxed um, world champions in the likes of Arginez Mendes, great fight with Jorge Linares, great fight with Vasily Lomachenko. So his resume, although he didn't win those last two fights, um, you've got to say that Campbell's mixed at a much higher level than Devin Haney. Now, is the hype real about Devin Haney? Well, we'll find out in a fight like Luke Campbell. So I would like to go straight into um, Luke Campbell against Devin Haney if Ryan Garcia won't take it. Just had a message from Anthony Fowler about Tete, who was his last opponent in Manchester, saying that actually he was the real deal and I need to give him some more respect. I respect all fighters, but Fowler, I want my money back for that, to be honest with you, because I should have only given you half for that. Coogan, can you speak on the DAZN situation? There is no DAZN situation. You know, every time I post, I've got a million bots that go, oh yeah, DAZN's gone broke, oh DAZN, this and that. Just wait and see. We've got a meeting on Friday to discuss the schedule coming up. It ain't ideal times for anybody. I mean, if you've got a subscription company where you haven't, that, that thrives off live sport and there's been no live sport, it's obviously not the best. But we're cracking on, mate. And I see people, oh, Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn. I see like Leonard Ellerby. Okay, now, geez. I was going to say something then, but that's why. It's just... Charlo Andrade, yes, all day long. Zelfa Barrett, what's happening? Zelfa Barrett will be on that show. One of the tough things is at the moment is all these guys have got to fight domestic opponents, which, by the way, I think is fantastic. But like Zelfa Barrett, we've got to find him, 130-pound super featherweight, from Britain to fight. 
Where is the Ant Middleton podcast? How do you know I did that? I did Ant Middleton and my new No Passion, No Point podcast. It'll be dropping in about a week's time. Great guy. Who's been watching the uh, SAS show with Tony Bellew? Because as you know, Bell- Bellew's been keeping a low profile lately, as he said, after he retired. Just the Channel 4 show with SAS Marines. Just the new show with us, Matchroom Boxing YouTube. And by the way, if you haven't uh, registered for Matchroom Boxing YouTube yet, please do it. The numbers are getting really good. What else is happening, people? What else to discuss? Off topic, thoughts on Dominic Cummings? Oh, look. I haven't got a clue. Do I believe Dominic Cummings? Not really. I mean, I think some of it sounds about fair enough. The one about the old uh, 30 minute drive because I just had to check my eyes. Mm, not sure about that one. Wouldn't you just drive 30 minutes to London and if it weren't going well, just turn around instead? Just an idea. But one thing I do think is, I posted yesterday, like the harassment from the media. Can you imagine being him at home now with his missus and his kid? where you've got 40 or 50 journalists come out. At the moment you step outside, they jump all over you. There's one bloke like hanging off his car. Now I've seen on Sky News, media up at his mum and dad's farm in Durham, banging on their door to talk to him. I mean, fucking hell. And we got more to worry about. And people will say, oh yes, but he broke the rules. Yeah, I agree. If he broke the rules, fucking get rid of him. Get rid of him. He should go. But don't camp outside his house. And then, you know, you get situations like, you know, rest her soul, Caroline Fleck, right? Where she was hounded and hounded by the media. She committed suicide. Oh, be kind, be kind. Come on, guys. You know, it's all about being kind. Fuck being kind. You've got the biggest hypocrites going. Because all those people out there, all of their papers, all of those individuals will be saying, you know, and I said, say if this guy took his own life, you woke up the next day. Oh, it's just about being kind. We've got to stop this. You never learn, do you? Leave the fucking geezer alone. If he's fucked up, get rid of him. Bin him off. But don't just... I mean, we've got more to worry about. We've got people dying. We've got the economy's completely fucked. We've got people's mental health's in bits. We've got crime. You've got knife property. Everything. Fuck some geezer who went to drop his kid off. as his mom. Yes, I understand that he's got to set an example. Not one rule for him, one rule for another. And if he broke the rule, bin him off, get rid of him. But there comes a time where it's like, guys, just... Let's just crack on now and try and resurrect our country, save people's lives, save people's health, not sit on a geezer's doorstep, breaking more social distancing rules than he ever did. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, listen, I'm getting so many Francis and Garnu, Dillian White. Uh, they're clowning the disown being bankrupt what's your thought I think uh, Mr Blavatnik's going to be just fine views on Mike Tyson comeback mm, I just to be honest with you I don't like an exhibition do you what's an exhibition I think it's one or the other you either go in there and have a proper fight or you don't at all talk the talk me and Bellew we've got one more show and the reason we're only doing one more show is because it's a right ball lake like trying to get people, like people, I'm pulling favours in left, right and centre for people to do the show, but it's not easy. 
when we get in the full fight card, I'm literally writing, writing week one, week two, week three, week four up now, today. Fight night game update, good question. In talks with a couple of manufacturers, there's a lot of work goes into this because I don't want to do an average game. We're either going to do something with EA fight night or we're going to do something with someone else to rival fight night. Anything else, I won't bother doing it. So that's the plan. Amir Khan update, not, not really. What about the fights after the garden? Good question. Well, we hope time we get into September, October, we'll be back into the arenas. But a lot of fights to get out. Joshua Boatsy's got a box. Um, Josh Kelly against David Avenesian. Brilliant fight. Lewis Ritson, obviously, we hope we can go to um, Newcastle. Lee Selby against Cambosis. So loads, loads to do. Chizora Usyk, good question. That's another one. We need a crowd, really, for that fight, to be honest. But sooner or later, we've got to make a move. Warrington, we've agreed terms to fight Kanzu, Unification Fight, and Ring Magazine Belt, hopefully on the line. But again, we know Josh Warrington, we need a Leeds fans. It's warm in here. Thoughts on Instagram account, no contact hand. Bang on. Billy Joe Saunders is one of the best boxers in the world, but he only ever fights once a year. Well, he's been a bit unlucky. I think he boxed twice last year, didn't he? And he was supposed to box Canelo in May, so he would have boxed twice this year. But unfortunately, at the moment, there's not a lot anyone can do. Right, people. I'm going to make a move and crack on with Fight Camp. Just want to say a big thank you for following us throughout all of this, particularly Matchroom Boxing YouTube's channel. Get ready, July Matrim Boxing Fight Camp. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. Cheers, stay well, stay safe, and most of all, keep smiling.